0: in three two one
1: welcome to the center bench sports podcast where four washed up athletes now sit around and scrutinize sports starting at center bench you have mikey luke Peo, and myself luca so boys we're going virtual now
0: one virtual uh... took us a little while to to all get set (laughs) up here (laughs) i think mikey left his uh his video camera on as he ran to his parents house to get headphones (laughs) and luca went mia for 30 minutes i don't know what happened to him
2: i was trying to fix my mic but we're we're okay now. I just found out the reason why my mic wasn't working is because it wasn't plugged in. <laughs> to my computer. Nice. <laughs> nice. You 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 would think
0: that we would have this stuff sorted out by now with this pandemic. Right. But I did want to touch on one thing before we get into things. I I know we'll, we'll probably talk about basketball later. But Mikey, are you sweating yet
3: on the the Raptors <laughs> bet? <Uh-oh. laughs> That's three <laughs> <Raptors> straight, baby. <laughs> I know I don't think have they lost since I made that bet no they haven't no. they've no. won three straight <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I wasn't that concerned when they beat Charlotte that to me that's a team they should beat yeah uh but Twice Dallas so. was an yeah. impressive win so that made me start to sweat a little bit
1: Luke you had a pretty good week though hey eh? Browns lose Ravens lose Raptors on a hot streak
0: yeah except I don't think I won one bet the entire the entire the last <laughs> probably two weeks yeah I, at this point, I'm gonna have to mortgage my parents' house to to keep surviving. So I feel I
1: feel you, buddy. I'm on a cold streak too. It's brutal.
0: Do you know who's not though is uh, is Peo over here. I know. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think I think I see the medal that he put on himself too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not a bad weekend. The Mike Evans first touchdown at nine point five odds really helped me. Yeah. yeah. Um, you went nine. Well, wait, probably. Lo-
1: the last two lo- weeks, you went nine and nine and one. On, uh, 9
2: and one yeah 4-0 f- last week this guy's on fire so, so I'll probably go 0-2 this weekend
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't I didn't send it to you guys but I made a meme there's a there's a meme Obama is putting a medal on himself it's like two of Obama's faces and I and I and I I edited into being Matt's face, <laughs> and it was like <laughs> when you have twenty six years of bad luck and finally hit a, a warm streak you know, or something. No, you put pa- ba- pale luck. Twenty six years luck.
1: of pale luck. That's so funny. So
0: we'll, we'll give it we'll give it to him for these couple weeks because he's deserved it. Yeah. He's had a long twenty six years of of pale luck. So man, I'm turning twenty
2: eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but come on, what what kind of luck did you need when you're one to two?
2: Yeah, fair.
0: All right, should we should we get into it?
1: Let's get, let's get started here,
0: boys. All right, so we're bringing back Guess That Player as the segment for the second straight week. Uh, where We're giving out a set of clues, and then the first person that guesses the player gets the point. So from week one, Peo had two points, Mikey had one point, and I myself had one point. Uh, and Luca came out with a, a skunk of a round with zero I'm points. Not, so- I'm coming
1: out swinging. I'm coming out swinging, boys. Don't, <laughs> don't you guys worry.
0: Don't, let's, let's see if you can redeem yourself, um, but we'll yeah. do a continuation of the points week by week, um, so they'll just tally on top of each other uh, throughout the weeks, but we hope you guys enjoyed it, and we hope you, we enjoy this, this week's as well. Um, so
3: Mikey, why don't we start out with, with yours? Clue one, he was a receiver in the NFL, so he's reti- now retired. Clue number two, he made the Pro Bowl six times and four, first team all pro. Clue three: He was offensive rookie in the year 1998. Clue four: He holds the record for rookie receiving touchdowns in a season with 17. Randy Moss. Yep.
2: Wow. I was gonna, I was gonna go <laughs> to, but I was I didn't gonna know say I was
1: to. gonna say to too. <laughs> Fuck
2: i was waiting wow. i was waiting for like that last one and then it still didn't give it for me so i but yeah fuck.
3: this guy <laughs> of course that, that pale lock. what's going go, on he's, he's still i tried fire. to go football for the same like for the purpose that pale would have i know that's why i went same. football all right luca why don't you go
1: okay so he's a current receiver in the nfl that's mm. hint number one hint number two the man loves to play chess he carries a chess a chess set everywhere he goes you can catch him playing chess in his locker room by himself. Hit number three, he's an Alabama legend. He left Alabama with nearly every major receiving record. Amari Cooper?
2: Yeah.
0: Really? To recap, payo has got one point this
2: week for three total, and Mikey's got another point for two total. So for my clue, former clue number one, former NBA player. He played for six different teams is clue number two. Clue number three, one of them was the Raptors. Clue number four, he ended his career with Atlanta. Vince Carter. No. Wow. (laughs) I'll keep going. Uh, Was this? Clue number five, he was a seven-time All-Star. Next clue, he won two scoring titles in his career. Tracy McGrady.
0: Yes. Tracy McGrady ended his career in Atlanta, eh? Yeah, I uh, had, no, no, had no idea. I didn't know that. That, w- that was throwing me off. All right, so Mikey's on the board with another point. He's got three total, so he tied up payo. Um, I, and I, up here, I, I guess I, sk- I skunked this <laughs> this week. I have no points because it's my turn next.
3: Do you get minus one for not getting it? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Matt, throw me a
1: freaking bone here. All right,
0: so my player... He's clue number one, a retired NBA basketball player who played for 13 years in the league. Clue number two, he's a two-time NBA champion. Clue number three, he was drafted to the Chicago Bulls with the 45th pick overall in 2003 and later traded to the Toronto Raptors in the same year. The Raptors, clue number four, the Raptors didn't have a roster spot for him so he played one year in Italy before returning back to a roster spot. Clue number five, in the 2010-2011 season, he led the NBA in three-point shooting percentage, playing for the San Antonio Spurs. Clue number six.
1: Matt Bonner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow! no!
1: The next one
0: was gonna give it away because it was he's known as the Red Rocket. <laughs>
2: Fuck, that was a good one, and then and the one. next the next
0: clue after that, if you really didn't get it, was his last name strongly resembles the act of when a male private part becomes erect.
3: <laughs> wow. I, I thought we're doing name. well. I thought we're doing well known. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, Bonner's well known. In Toronto, in the he's, Toronto a, market for sure. he's a legend. Well,
0: he's a legend in the league. All right, so this week, Mikey got two, Payo got one, and Luca got one. So the total tally is Payo three mikey three luke myself one and luca one point so we'll we'll resume either next week or the following week after
1: so as many of you guys already know james harden was traded to the Nets. so guys what do you think about these uh this trade here who are the winners who are the losers i want to hear everyone's thoughts on this
0: yeah i mean for me i'm just happy the drama is over with i think harden dealt with it horribly. To me, it's like it's one thing to demand a trade, but it's another thing to go on air publicly and and curse out your team and the ownership. I thought he went about a bi- his business in a, a bad way. And if for anyone that watched uh, Shaq speak about it, I thought although Shaq has some ghosts in his closet as well in terms of like leaving Orlando, etc. I thought uh, him as a mature person right now spoke about it very well and, and calling Harden out and saying he didn't really do anything for Houston because in, in the grand scheme of things, he didn't really do that. But then in terms of the trade, I think like like you could talk about uh, Indiana and Cleveland like obviously they're the quote-unquote vultures of the trade here when, when you have a multi-team trade so at the end of the day they came out top because they got some discounts for for uh, some good players and everyone's talking about how Indiana came out uh, on top of the trade they got rid of Oladipo's salary and, and they also got a good player back in return but if you're just looking at the Nets in Houston everyone's talking about how they believe that the Houston GM actually left a better deal on the table with with Philadelphia and although he got a ton of, of picks in return he left out um, the Philadelphia trade with Ben Simmons which in my opinion is, is probably the better trade because you get a, an athlete or an NBA player that's proven versus a bunch of future first round picks which in the NBA doesn't always pan out you see guys that that aren't even drafted that are that are stars in the league the NBA drafts a little bit different than other leagues so I think overall like I would actually give the edge uh, to Brooklyn over Houston in the deal because not only did they get one of the best players in the league in Harden but they also have him under contract but I I still think the Nets come out on top considering that they have Kyrie Harden and Kevin Durant under contract for two years now
2: I think with like with any trade especially when it's like a mega trade when there's so many picks involved like I think Brooklyn doesn't have a first round pick until I think like 2026 or something like that like as you said Luke everyone's probably on Houston because they have so many first round picks they won the trade but with that comes so much uncertainty with any trade I think whoever gets the best player at that time wins the trade. If Brooklyn wins a, a championship now or in the next three years, while everyone's under contract, who really cares if yeah. they don't have if they don't win another regular season game for the next five years? Ultimately, you did your job. You won a championship. There's that sacrifice for mortgaging the future to win a championship. That's your end goal to win. You say that. Um, the,
0: you say that. But like, think about the situation with the Raptors right now. Like people, people care, right? Like they, they're only a year and a half off of a championship and now like people are already concerned. So like if Brooklyn's in a worse spot, then there is concern. But obviously, them winning a championship could outweigh well, it.
2: Would you, would you rather be mediocre fighting for a playoff spot like the Raptors are, like fighting for a playoff spot, uh winning maybe three rounds in the playoffs and never winning that title, or you win a title and you don't make the playoffs for six years? For sure, yeah. I'm, I'm taking yeah, the no, control, that's yeah. for sure. And, and yeah. they have all these picks. <laughs> Who knows what they're going to turn into in the end, right? Yeah.
1: What, what happens if the Nets don't make the finals it's obviously a bust right
0: and i think that would potentially be the the biggest bust of a, a super team in nba history yeah, i don't think sure. i can't i can't point to a super team that's had this, this much star power
1: yeah but i just for, back on your guys points about like the first round picks i just feel like it gives ro- the rockets a kind of a buffer zone because everyone obviously counts them out now they have they got a lot of first round picks for this trade i just feel like with these picks i guess it gives them a buffer zone to kind of create their their you know super team so I have the winner of this trade obviously the nets if they win the you know if they go to the championship finals but i think the rockets are in a good position because everyone count everyone is counting them out so like i said they have that buffer zone to, to make some moves and to draft well so
0: yeah and they they could use those uh, those picks as trading pieces as well which yeah, could be important. Exactly. But.
1: Yeah, and it's not like they didn't get decent players They they got some good players it's not like They're bums, right? They still can play some ball.
3: Yeah. No, I think given the circumstances with like Harden forcing his way out, they got a good return yeah it wasn't just like oh all of a sudden out of the blue they traded Harden like Harden wanted out he was a diminishing asset he was not helping him his stock at all mm-hmm. you know he was kind of good to say where he had a lot of say of where he went he wasn't gonna go to just anybody so considering all those factors I think they got a pretty good return
0: all I gotta say is that poor city of, of Houston with number one the, the Sean Watson <laughs> fiasco and then even on top of that like JJ Watt calling out, out some players for like not giving their effort and then all of this hard and stuff like that poor city the cheating astros yeah the cheating astros <laughs> yeah. too like this the city was looking like it had such a bright sports future and then all of a sudden it just took i don't know what's in the water in houston but i i think i'm gonna avoid I feel, booking any i also feel there.
1: bad for the uh, the strippers in houston j is their number one <laughs> fan right there is james Harden, and now he's
0: gone to brooklyn i'm, su- I'm sure that oh, yeah. there's there's gonna be a couple other players to to fill his void. Do
3: you think uh the Nets do the trade if Kyrie's playing and doing great? Him and Durant are doing great. And this not this whole fiasco that he's in right now. It's a good question. Yeah,
2: a good point. I, I probably think you they still would. At least I mean you like to think they still would, just because I For me anyways, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're still not beating the Lakers, in my opinion anyways. Yeah, I agree with Um, that. But even in saying that too, like I still, my opinion, you're going to need all three of them to beat the Lakers. Like James Harden and Kevin Durant, it might not be enough. Maybe to get to the finals, yes, but to overtake the Lakers, you might need all three.
0: The, the thing that concerns me the most about Brooklyn is their depth, to be honest. like They're not very deep. They have Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a key player, a key depth player on their team, is, is out for an indefinite period of time. So if one of those three guys go out, with injury or something happens then that that could be a concern but they're gonna have to log a lot of minutes uh, if they make it to the finals and, and they're playing the lakers yeah i just want to say yeah. one
3: last thing go about my brooklyn nets i read it on twitter the other day that lebron james made his relationship last with kyrie for three years he managed it and Katie didn't even go three games without <laughs> off on a tangent so props out to Le- what
1: what happened again why isn't kyrie showing up he just
0: so he 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 said he, sa- he said he needed a pause for personal reasons which were unnamed too bad um but then also during that two week span he uh, was spotted at a family event uh, unmasked Uh. that guy i i I find him so hard to figure out, and like what's going through his head. But he's, so he's got all the talent in the world, and his mindset is terrible.
2: And did he, you just hear? Apparently, he he just bought George Floyd's yeah I saw house that. as well. So it's like he's
1: like up and down a little bit, eh? Yeah,
2: yeah. Like it, it seems like he's not a bad guy. He's just uh, an interesting guy. I yeah. Guess, to no, say I the least <laughs>
0: I think I think he's a he's a good guy. I just I question. His uh, his mental fortitude and his focus when he's playing basketball. I think when he's on the court, he's fine. But I think for some reason, there always seems to be headlines that follow him, yeah. and in a negative. Like there's there's headlines that follow LeBron, of course. But for all the flack that guys that guy takes, he deals with it so well. Versus a guy yeah. like Kyrie, who it seems to to melt him and bend him.
3: Yeah, he, they said he's already f- almost forfeited like two point three million yeah. in salary and fines. <laughs> oh, like he could have <laughs> bought a lot of more george Floyd houses for you know <laughs> yeah. like george Floyd if he would just play basketball yeah fair
0: so uh, uh posing the question to you guys what are your thoughts on russell westbrook's future in the nba do you think he's capable of, of winning an nba championship
1: if there's something about me that i do love about westbrook maybe because he's flashy and every time he dunks he does dances and stuff like that i kind of it's entertaining right i like watching him but i, I just don't think he personally cares about winning a title I, I think he would he already has. he had the opportunity to go to a team where he could win a title i just i don't think he cares i
2: if he can win a title sure he can win a title but it's not going to be because he's the number one i think he needs the right pieces around him and complimentary players but to be the go-to to be the leader i don't see him winning a title I um, mean if you just kind of look at the landscape of the league, I think he would have to hop on another team. He's not winning a title in Washington. And you look at all the all the contenders, they don't really need a Russell Westbrook on their team right now. Yeah, and his his his
3: game is kind of coming obsolete now. Yeah. Like he doesn't shoot the three well. He is not a great shooter. He's a good driver. Those kind of point guards are everyone wants a Steph Curry kind of point guard now. Yeah. What I will
0: say though, like I think you may a good point, Pele. I think he needs to go to a different team. But to build on that, not only does he have to go to like jump on like a the wagon of a team that's playoff or championship bound, um, but I think he really needs to look himself in the mirror and start to be more of a a role player. I think the best players in this league, no matter what phase in their career, whether it's the start, middle, or the end, have at one point looked themselves in the mirror and said, okay, I do these three things really well and my team doesn't need me for the rest. So I'm going to focus on on that piece of my game. So I think- A good
1: example of that, Luke, is Carmelo Anthony. He had a yeah. couple of years where he was like, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. And then he just decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to play my role. I'm going to know my role. And now I look at him in Portland.
0: All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. If you're listening, it might be because you saw us post that the winner is going to be in episode seven of our NBA jersey contest. So we're here live. We're recording the the wheel spinning here to see who won. Uh, just so we, we know there's no cheating going on. Uh, but thank you to everyone who submitted um, and thanks for listening to last week's podcast as well. Um, all right. Is is everyone ready to spin this wheel here?
3: Spin, spin it, baby. Call it the Eric Percy wheel. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. We're spinning. <laughs>
2: My computer's lagging. Same, yeah. man. Rob Dawson Let's go Let's go
1: Congrats
0: Rob Congrats Rob Rob Dawson uh, My friend Well deserved My friend from university Who's a massive basketball fan A massive Raptors fan So I'm curious who he's picking I have a feeling it might be Matt Thomas Which would be hilarious But congrats Rob And thanks for listening to us every week
2: He's got three days to claim his prize He's got three days
0: to claim his prize So you need to uh, tune into this episode Congrats Rob we're
1: introducing a new segment for this week it's the two minute drill i'm going to fire off a few topics that happen throughout the week and the boys are going to discuss you guys ready
0: let's yep. do it
1: all right you guys are on the clock in five four three two one the touchback rule
0: Hate it. easy worst rule in football take it out the league's going to convene this this year and take it out
2: worst rule
3: but
0: again
2: don't fumble the ball at the one then <laughs> fair yeah
3: should be brown's ball at the one the tiger documentary I'm not going to watch it. Tiger's not a fan of it. I also don't have Crave.
0: I absolutely refuse to watch it I'm abstaining from it Everyone in the golf world is speaking out against it Including his agent Tiger's my boy, the best golfer in the world Don't ever disrespect him like that
2: I watched the first episode, won't watch the second They're making Earl Woods look uh, out to be a devil So no uh,
1: Jay's free agency
0: Looks like they're starting. their luck is starting to turn They missed out on, on Lindor But they locked in Kirby Yates as a reliever And it's down to them and the Mets for Springer
3: And we all know what it just
0: happened with the Mets
3: GM Yeah, they need another move uh, Chatwood is not not, not enough but Yates is a great ad uh, he's been one of the best closures in the games over the past couple of years uh, I'd like to see Springer and or somebody Let's else. Let's get Bauer.
1: Okay, uh, Spezza on waivers. Uh,
3: they just did it for cap reasons. If Sid, I saw a tweet from Sid Cicero, if he was tweeting with his brain instead of uh, just trying to get likes and retweets, they would he would have realized that. He said, year one he was with Babcock's fiasco. Year two uh, he put, gets put on waivers for uh, three games in while well, he was playing in game four. So shame on you, Sid.
1: Last but not least, Tom Brady. High five.
2: <laughs> Great meme content, but definitely not a good look. A good look for Brady. Uh, especially if uh, you're like Luke and already hate him to begin with.
0: Brady didn't need that high five back. The refs has already been giving him a little bit more than a high five for his entire career, if you know what I mean. Terrible look. Guy's an awful human.
3: <laughs> I think he knows what he's doing. He knows it's going gonna, it's gonna to play on the internet.
1: All right, boys, that's our two-minute drill. Fired off a couple of topics. This weekend, the Green Bay Packers took down the LA Rams at Lambeau Field. Uh, the team was firing enough on all cylinders. You know, Rodgers looked like a force. And actually, the defense racked up some sacks there too. So kudos, shout out to the Green Bay Packers. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills came out on top Saturday evening against the Baltimore Ravens. As the world fell in love with the Allen-Stefan Diggs bromance. Sunday afternoon, NFL fans were treated to a showdown between the Cleveland Browns and the Chiefs. The game featured a controversial goal line rule and an outstanding final play. Anything is possible. The weekend closed with two football greats going head-to-head. Tom Brady and the Bucks came out and played against the Saints and the Bucks won in what may have been Drew Brees' last game. So boys, after that recap, we have the conference championships now. Bills versus KC and Tampa Bay versus the Packers. Let's start let's start off with the Bills versus KC. Bay, I'll start off with you. Who who do you got?
2: I think regardless, obviously Patrick Mahomes playing is going to have a big impact on the game. Regardless, I'm I'm going with Buffalo. The way they've been playing in the playoffs leading into the playoffs. Josh Allen is playing lights out. Um, that's his connection with Stefan Diggs you can argue can be the best QB, wide receiver combo that we got going next up with, with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, but what impressed me with Buffalo is their defense came to play, shunning out Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore offense to just three points. I need to see the Bills' defense step up, and they did it in a big way. They stopped the run too, which that was one of their biggest weaknesses was stopping the run. And I just think Josh Allen continues to roll. If Patrick Mahomes even is playing, he may not be 100%. That can play a factor. KC, over the last few games, although they've been winning, they haven't been doing it by, in an impressive fashion for me anyways. Every every game seems like it comes down to one score. I'm on the bills with you, Payo. I will say, though, KC, I think KC
3: blows out the Browns if Mahomes yeah. plays the yeah. game. Yeah, true. And that's more than a one score. I've said it all year, like I think KC will finally lose, and I think it is the bills that's, that's going to take him down or are capable of taking him down said, "There's no hotter team right now in the NFL. They seem to be clicking on both sides of the ball. Allen is is you know almost getting into that conversation of the Mahomes and Rogers mm-hmm. of the of the NFL. And I, I'm going to go with the Bills as well on this one.
0: Yeah. So last week I I picked against the Bills Mafia, and I'm not going to make the same mistake <laughs> this week. Uh, and most importantly, I, my friend Pale over here picked the Bills, so I have to ride his hot wave right yeah, now. Yeah. wherever
1: well, Whoever well, takes."
2: <laughs> don't die
0: <laughs> <give it up. laughs> knock on wood but no yeah. like a lot of a lot of the same points that you guys made I think for me the biggest concern in the bill's defense was the run defense and not only did they shut down the Ravens but the Kansas City doesn't really have that much of a run game going on so that's less of a concern for me. Um, I think they have a strong pass defense, they have a shutdown corner in Tredavis White, strong secondary, um, even at the safety position as well. So I think they have some of the the players to shut down or at least slow down the Kansas City offense. And then I really am a big fan of Sean McDermott. I think he game plans super well. Um, and nothing against Andy Reid. I think he's a phenomenal coach. But I think the question marks around Mahomes playing this week and whether he's going to pass concussion protocols uh, might put a little bit of a, a dent into his game planning for the week. So I really do like the, the Bills in this game. I think they can go into Kansas City, uh, into what was a loud stadium last week and, and beat the Chiefs. And I hope I'm right. Let's go Bills Mafia.
1: I'm, I'm totally on everyone's points there. Nobody circles the wagon like the Bills. I'm going Bills. I just have a question. Do you put the blame on Andy Reid for Mahomes' concussion? That play call? I
0: did. Or- I didn't like. I didn't like the play call. I thought. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But- yeah, yeah. But there's the no.
1: End- there's no reason to run an option like that where they were.
2: Yeah. I mean, like how many how many times does a player run an option and nothing happens? Right? It's yeah. kind of freak accident the way he fell. I don't know if you can blame yeah the on the play call on it for me
0: it was the ankle though like he was he was showing clear signs that he had inj- injured yeah his ankle. that's what i
1: mean he was banged up right
0: yeah and i don't know what the story is behind it whether that play was audibled into or like mahomes uh chose to take it but i don't know i thought it was a, it was a very gutsy call for your quarterback for the next 15 years hopefully to run an option play on a hurt ankle and yeah. potentially the biggest game of the year
1: now I think as it stands now, Mahomes is still in concussion protocol. If Henny is playing, do they even have a sh- chance? No, Casey.
3: I don't think Casey would have a chance. But I think I don't think there's a chance Mahomes doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's really plays too. Like he has a full week. I don't know. I'd be yeah. pretty. Sh- I'd be shocked if he doesn't yeah, play. Quick, whether he's ready or not, and if, you know if he's feeling 100 percent or not, like I think he's going to play. Unfortunately, or slip a quick 100 yeah. to the doctors and say, yeah, "Hey, yeah. fine.
0: Apparently, I think it's going to take more than hundred. But apparently, he uh, <laughs> he passed some some big steps yesterday. He's not completely out, but apparently, it is looking optimistic. But yeah, that just
1: just watching that clip, man. Though, like when he tried to get up, it was so scary. <laughs> he was he was out bad. He yeah, had no yeah. idea where he was.
0: I had a hard time watching that, to be honest. I've, yeah, I, I don't. He it.
3: makes forty million dollars a year. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't feel any sorrow. Like I hope he's okay. I don't wish. I don't wish that he gets injured, and you know.
1: No, he makes a good point though. It, just, yeah. it was a, it was a freak. I'm not
3: I'm not rooting for him to get. It wasn't answered, a dirty. It wasn't
1: a dirty hit at all though.
3: I like, just don't feel bad he for him. was a wrap
1: when they up, and he hit his head on the ground. It looked like
3: one mm-hmm. more point I want to add. The only negative I see in the Bills right now, and this is not really about Henny, but is they have zero run game. Yeah, zero. You know, like you look at like Green Bay. Like Green Bay controlled that entire game. It felt like yeah. running the ball, passing, like. 13 14 yard or uh, play drives just milking the clock like the rams defense was always on the field but na- that's the only negative that worries me about the bills but neither mm-hmm.
0: neither does kc really like if we're if we're talking about that game specifically and that was going to be my point about henny was okay it's it's one thing if the kansas city chiefs had a stellar run game and a stellar defense and to me, they don't check both of those boxes. They're mm-hmm. they're winning almost purely off of their passing attack with Patrick Mahomes, which is why I don't think they, they've got a chance with any.
2: Yep. Maybe once Buffalo gets to the Super Bowl, if they do get to the Super Bowl, that's definitely a concern. But if they were able to beat a Baltimore Ravens defense without a run, I think they can do it against KC's. Yeah,
3: and I think they also bring different... They do a lot of short passes, even sometimes behind the line yeah. of scrimmage. You've seen those shovel passes, jet sweeps around. Yeah. Like, it's interesting to see a team... Really, not wind up and like hand the ball, do the traditional running style, but do all those different types of things. Yeah. And those kind of it's, it's very similar to running, like yeah. throw you know, quick passes out of the backfield, that kind yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah, I'll give it to I'll give it to KC though. Uh, last week, um, the, the play calling was phenomenal. I don't think they messed up one play unless you, you want to talk about the injury, but other than that, the play calling was phenomenal. I just found myself kept on saying, Wow, what a great play!
0: The only play call I didn't like and I don't know whether it was his first option or not was the Chad Henne interception. Yeah. Like, yeah, that up, was awful. Just just give him yeah. makeable throws and squeeze the air out of the football if you can with the run game. And like yeah. without that interception it, there there might have been like not the uh, finale that we saw.
1: But yeah, that 4th and inches play, I was just I got off of my couch. I was like, <laughs> after 72 hours of just sitting there. Like I just jumped off and I was like holy shit, what a play.
0: That was That, was, great, that yeah. took
1: so. Let's uh, flip over to the NFC, and uh, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Packers. I'll go first. Everyone probably knows where I'm p- picking. <laughs> not but, this uh, again. Anybody? Yeah, anybody but the Packers. I learned my lesson last week. I, I bet against Brady, aka the Goat, Luke. I'm looking at you. Interesting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not betting against him again. I learned my lesson. I'm going uh, Tampa Bay Bucks.
0: All right. So everyone else is on the Packers because of that, or? <laughs>
2: This way, this is a really tough one. Uh, I know I said Tampa Bay before the playoffs started, but I don't think I can bet against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, th- okay, I'm way, like, switching like, my bet. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like the way the way that guy's been playing, I don't think there's been any better quarterback this year, including Mahomes, than Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm going with Green Bay specifically just because of Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going with Green Bay, but for me it, it wasn't like even bias aside. For me, that it wasn't even a tough pick. I think Green Bay's offense is absolutely rolling right now. They completely rolled over the best N- N- defense in the NFL last week, and the Rams. Obviously, the Rams did have some key injuries, but injuries aside, they they looked unstoppable. When you looked at the the Tampa Bay Saints game, really the only reason that they won that game is because of Tampa Bay's defense and the in the turnovers that they forced. And we all know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. Tom Brady, like everyone, he's he was got a lot of praise for his performance last game for some reason. I thought he played average at best. Uh, he did what he's been doing for the past two to three years, in my opinion, and being a solid game manager. But I don't think he has the firepower. I um, mean, he doesn't have the accuracy on the deep throws for the, him to be able to sling it all game and keep up with the Packers. Um, so I'm going Packers and I, I'm taking the spread 100 percent on this one. I think three points is easy.
3: Yeah, no, I agree with a lot of the points that Luke said. This one wasn't that tough. I, I think the Packers roll. Tampa got some good. T- they forced turnovers. They played well against New Orleans. I didn't think they could beat uh, the Saints at in New Orleans, but they did. So kudos to them. But I just think Green Bay is unstoppable. I think they're going to win against Tampa. And I think they're going to win the Super Bowl at this point. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. con- like confident in them. Either or who they get, the Bills or the Chiefs. The way Rodgers seems to be playing, their defense seems to be stepping it up too now. Yeah, mm-hmm. the right All moment. of a sudden they got a little bit of a defense. It's like, fuck, that's the last thing they need. Yeah, and yeah. I think. And I also think that, that that goes into like their offense is always on the field, so their defense comes out and they look like they're shot out of a cannon. Yeah. They're fucking fully energized. Yeah, it's a good they point. Go on. They only. They only go five plays, or maybe they have a you know they give up a touchdown. They're on there for twelve plays, whatever. Yeah. But then they go sit on the sideline for probably like thirty real mi- minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe twenty. I mean, to but they also played. And uh, they
1: also played a beat it beat up against Rams with Goff who has one you know broken thumb. Donaldson who didn't play you know half the snaps. Yeah. So I don't know. I I feel like yeah Packers played well last week, but it wasn't really much of a test.
0: I mean, it was a test for their offense. Like the Rams, like Aaron Donald was still on the field for some some of the plays, not majority of them. But um, right. Was, but you know, he
1: wasn't one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, but I think regardless, like for them to have the number one defense in the league, it's not because of one guy. the The Rams are still That's a true. test on defense, and they absolutely yeah. torched them. And they had no way of stopping Devonte Adams or Yeah, or Ramsey, Ramsey
1: got torched multiple times. It was kind he of made him.
0: He made him look like a child.
2: Yeah, And let's for not sure. forget this game's being played in Lambeau Field yeah. at uh-huh. the end of January. Uh, in those conditions, too. Tom Brady's old. Or his bone's going to hold up in <laughs> cold weather. I mean, but he played it, He
1: played in New England for so many years. I yeah, think he's that's used fair. to it. But, yeah, but, but you make a good point because I don't think the receivers or anybody else down in Tampa – is ready for Lambeau Field.
0: Exactly, and everyone's making that the point. Is like, oh, Tom Brady played in New England all those playoff games. He's one guy. Obviously, quarterback's an important position, but as yeah. I said before, I, I don't think he's the reason why they, they win a lot of their games. Um, I think it's when they play strong on the defensive side of the ball and when they run the ball well. Um, and, and they have a lot of players with that don't have a ton of playoff experience because their team was a nobody a couple of years ago and a team that plays in Tampa Bay, so... Um, I think that the weather will have more of an effect than people think yeah. to me. I, and once again, I know I'm a little bit biased on this, but to me, he's like a way better player than, than Tom Brady ever was like a, a true football oh, player. I, I, I agree
1: with that. I agree if, you, with that too. if you think
0: about like how he's performed over the course of his career with, now that we we see what Mike McCarthy truly is, how overrated of a coach he is, and yeah, with yeah. not really that many weapons or that good of a defense, except for the the year they won the Super Bowl, that's when they had a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think to me like as a pure quarterback in terms of his way he reads the game, the the throws that he makes, I I don't think
3: anybody touches him. No, I don't know. Brady was pretty impressive when he when he had like Randy Moss, and then he had the two tight ends for a little bit, and Hernandez yeah. and Gronk like. He made it look pretty easy. I'm not discounting Rogers. What Rogers doing? It. It's it's hell of impressive too. But I just think
0: Rogers, given that same situation with Tom Brady with Randy, like if if Rogers had that team with uh, Randy Moss, um, with the tight ends, and with Gronk and uh, Aaron Hernandez, and with a strong defense, and then with Bill Belichick as a coach, I think Rogers outshines him.
2: Does Does Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl with Julian Edelman as his top receiver like Brady did against the Rams? I think so. You didn't really have much to work with. Yeah, I think so. And I guess, like, and again, like, same as Mike, like, I'm not discrediting Aaron Rodgers at all, but isn't your job as the starting quarterback to make everyone great around you as well, too? That's a good point. I I feel
1: like like Rodgers is a little bit of a diva, right? I don't think he's as much of a teammate as Tom Brady is.
2: But I think the
0: the key point for me is like you can't make your team better on the defensive side of the ball, right? Like Brady that that year they won the Super Bowl with Ed, Edelman as their lead receiver. They had a really good defense still, and then you can't discount coaching as well. So yes. I think obviously like, I'm not I'm not saying Tom Brady isn't a fantastic player. It pains me to say, it, but obviously he is. Um, but I think in terms of like pure talent, pure football skill. Aaron Rodgers, given the same scenarios, would would outshine uh, Tom Brady.
1: All right, it's time for our pancake parlay. The cold streak continues. We're one and three last week in our famous pancake parlay. Just a reminder of the rules for our viewers we all have to agree on all the games and we all have to lock it in. If we win, we we stack that pancake, pancake, or we stack that game, and the next week we'll go, you know, four, five, six, and so forth. If we lose, we don't move up; we just have to remain as is. So, boys, let's get started. What we got here this week?
3: I think we're all with Bills Mafia and ready to jump through a table as well. Let's go. Uh, We all were, (laughs) we were all pretty, uh, pretty confident. Bills plus three. So I think we're to take what Bills plus four. Yeah, let's be a little bit safer. We'll take Bills yeah, plus four. We've yeah, we
1: gotta stack those pancakes, man. We're, we're yeah. on a on streak here.
3: Yeah, I'm getting hungry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and then looking at the Packers game, we're all except for Luca. We're we're on the Packers, so we'll give Luca a little bit of, of points. So we'll do Packers. Thanks, guys. Appreciate. Plus it. plus three. So in the event that Tampa Bay does, uh, he agrees with us. That'll be a little less than three points. So we're all yep. going to ride on Packers plus three. And then, Pale, you had a
2: hockey game in mind? Yeah, and then for the third one, now that we're full swing into the hockey season, we're going to add the New York Islanders money line over the New Jersey Devils.
0: Awesome. All right. Let's lock, Let's it, lock in. it in. Pancake, Knock on Carly. wood, guys.
1: We, we, I need to pay <laughs> some bills here. Holy crap. I, uh, it's been a three-week cold streak right now.
0: Yeah, I haven't haven't won in months, man.
1: Okay, so it's our favorite segment of the week. It's the Crazy Bet, sponsored by absolutely nobody. So for this week, we decided to go with Pro 14 Rugby League. Is that right, boys? Correct. Yeah. Okay, just a little background info on the Rugby League Pro 14. This league involves professional teams from Ireland Italy, Scotland, South Africa, and Wales, and it's one out of the three major professional leagues in Europe. Today's matchup we're looking at, am I correct on this, Munster and Leinster? Am I pronouncing them correctly?
0: I said it, I said Leinster in my head, but I I have no idea what the, yeah.
1: Okay, so that's the matchup for on Saturday, right? So both are from Ireland, and this matchup was, just a little bit of background for our viewers, postponed from Christmas. Uh, due to COVID, so they're they're ramped up, they're ready to go, they're ready to snap some necks. Um, what do you guys think? Who's gonna win?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting matchup. You have two Irish clubs, both who are at the top of their conferences. Um, so I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but um, they're both eight and one, and the Leinster team is second in Conference A, and then Munster is is first in Conference B with the same record. So. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting battle, and there seems to be a little bit of bad blood between the the teams. The last time they had played, uh, the Leinster manager came in and said, you've got to be very accurate against a team when all they do is box kick and apply that pressure. Um, And then the (laughs) Munster manager... Yeah, they've thrown some haymakers. And then the Munster manager comes back and, and says, I think you take every game and you do what's necessary to win. I'm glad... That in the Ulster game two weeks ago at least they stole some of our tactics in that game as well so it's brilliant to see so they're they're throwing shots at each other um I think Leinster had the opportunity with the the game being postponed to for some of their guys to get healthy but from what I see they do still have some some key injuries um and I know Saturday night they're calling for a rainy snowy night so I'm gonna actually take the underdog here I'm gonna take Mon- the Munster Reds plus three so with three points uh, against leinster in this match
3: um i don't really have too much of a reason other than leinster's minus three and it's a two of an odd and I love twos. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna to try to double my money and i'm gonna go with leinster minus three 25 bucks let's lock it in what do you got man
2: um anytime there's two teams that are evenly matched at the top of their game uh any chance where i can grab the points i'm gonna take it so I'm going to hop on with Luke and go plus Let's three. Let's go. <laughs> Guys, uh, that's, a great,
1: that's a great pick, Payo, because I got the same one. I'm locking in Leinster again. Uh, I got some inside info, though. I did some research, and apparently Leinster were keen on playing last Saturday, but Munster were, was inclined to host the rescheduling game for this Saturday. So Munster's mm-hmm. playing a little scared.
0: Leinster's ready mm-hmm. to go
1: and ready to attack. I love the confidence from Leinster locking
0: in. Interesting. So we two. I went two. on the
1: I went on the deep dark web to get that back.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's uh, let's talk some puck, boys. It's first week of the NHL. wrapped up. So who 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 are the hot players, teams? Who are the ice cold teams, players? I want to hear your opinion. Uh, Mikey, T- let's Tavares? start. Tavares.
3: Tavares and Marner are leading the league right now with points, tied I saw at that. six. I saw Leagues are three and one. They put on two clinics, absolute clinics the last two games. The second period against the Winnipeg Jets was I couldn't I haven't seen a better period in I think about maybe two years. Like they they absolutely dominated Winnipeg.
2: Um,
3: but they dominated them in a different like it wasn't high flying scoring chances they played well they had a lot of puck possession they got a lot of shots but they didn't give up anything which that's what i was most that's what i'd love to see are you happy uh, with how Freddie's playing the first two games like for the first game i don't know i just watched that's a toss up at best he didn't play good uh uh in ottawa mm-hmm. i think he would admit that too last night he was tracking the puck well he looked great are you uh, he looked are like you vintage buying Freddie.
1: toronto's media of this whole goalie dilemma
3: No, I don't think anybody is. I think they, and they're trying to kibosh it as much as they could. Like they announced Freddie's their guy before Monday. Yeah. Uh, They've already announced uh, Wednesday that Freddie's their guy again. Um, I think it's important also to maybe if they play, if they, I think they should play Campbell. They play now another three games. Like they play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Uh, Where do you put Campbell? And I think they should announce it before even, like say Friday is going to be Campbell's game. So that way. Wednesday or whoever, like whenever Freddie plays, if he plays absolutely terrible that game, yeah, it's not like, oh, now we're going to Campbell. It's like, no, no, this was a predetermined plan. Campbell's game is Friday, no matter if Freddie gives up five goals or pitches a shutout. Uh, I think that'd be good to, to kibosh it, but I don't think there's much of a controversy. No, I think the guy that's I, I haven't watched the, like the game start to finish, but
0: when anytime I've been watching the guy I'm impressed with the most is John Tavares. Like, I think yeah, he, he's, yeah. been, he's, he's been playing well. super well. He's He's always in the right position, and he always finds a way to to put the puck in the net when he needs to, or find the right guy. I love the way he plays. Yeah, he doesn't
3: cheat on either both sides of the puck. He's the most like disciplined, hardworking, never takes a shift off. Uh, I thought he was horrible in the first game, just like fumbling the puck, making poor decisions. Uh, but he's just been getting better and better as the Leafs have. I thought, I think. Uh, but JC's just—it's just nice to have that mainstay. You know what you're going to get. Consistency, Um, same kind of, yeah. Consistency, uh, like in your captain, uh, and I think that really is contagious to the other guys. And I think he's a big reason why the Leafs have the success they do.
2: I've been impressed with Willie's game as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a good guy.
3: He's been if, making some nice plays, but still, sometimes his effort away from the puck and like when the puck's right there and like to go into a corner and take a hit and you know think, maybe not like it, he yeah. still shies away from that. And yeah, was, he's he's been making more good plays and bad plays yeah. in terms of without the puck, but there's still lots of room for improvement. Like for me, I think the I Ottawa, I
1: think one of the Ottawa games, he wasn't playing that good, and it wasn't really impressed with. Him. I don't
2: think anyone did that
3: game. Yeah, 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 that's true. They had about ten good minutes in that entire yeah, game, and was- then after that, they they were terrible on the Friday night. Yeah, it,
2: I think one Leafs have like Leafs Leafs have been looking great. Like Mikey did a great job explaining um, their start. If I'm nitpicking, one player I haven't liked is Zach Bogosian. Really? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I feel like he's been getting like costly pen, like penalties at the wrong time, lazy penalties too, and looking slow out there getting beat um that's one player i haven't been too impressed he is, with. Since. he's yeah. minus three too
3: he was bad in the first game i think he took two penalties in the set, and one of them i remember for sure was just a lazy like hold he, he fell behind um but i feel like a player like him if i don't notice him that that means he's playing well yeah like he doesn't have any offensive flair so if i just don't notice him uh, I think that's that's good for him, and I haven't really noticed him the past couple games. So,
1: Mike, what do you, what do you think about Brody? How's he playing?
3: Brody's the same. Like the whole Leafs. Like I think they, for the first game, I don't know, it was back and forth. They didn't. They played some good parts, some bad parts. Friday night they played terrible. Uh, Saturday and Monday they played. They looked great. They looked fantastic. Brody looked, yeah. Brody has come night and day since the first two games compared to the last two games. Um, he looks comfortable on that side, his offside, which is I, I like. I was impressed to see that. That was a little bit of cause and concern. Some guys say they can play both sides, but they really can't. He looks like he can play that side with Mo. Uh, He's got an active stick. He's a good skater. moves the puck well. Uh, I don't think he's going to put too much up offensively, uh, but I've been impressed so far with Brody. Um, Everybody's impressed me in terms of all the new additions. Yeah. Um, Thornton looks a little slow at times. He had a nice goal, Um,
1: though, against um, Ottawa, I think. He sniped. Yeah, yeah. Simmons. Yeah, he looked good.
3: Simmons changed that one game
0: with his fight.
1: I love yeah. Simmons. I was love that the him. first game. Yeah, it was the first game.
2: It, that I, that's kind of a, maybe a good topic to talk about too. Like that fight. Are you buying a lot of stock and buying that they won that game and it turned the game around because of that fight? For me, like for sure, it probably like got the guys up. But I think Leafs' power plays what bailed them out. Yeah. They were down by two. They scored a five-on-three and power play. Yeah. Goal. And then went in yeah. overtime. And if it wasn't for fr um, like fanning on it on the breakaway and Freddie stopping it, who knows what happens, right? So I, yeah, because, a good point. like that whole media overplays that. Yeah, media I just overways. I just I think because
1: they saw Simmons look over the bench and say, Let's go, boys, and then it was yeah. just it was just a time. it was a great timing of that fight. Like who yeah. fought him, Gallagher?
2: No, Sharad. Sharad. Thank you,
1: Sharad. Like, what an idiot fighting him at that moment. Like, yeah. Don't drop the gloves. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, but you're right. I think the media overhyped it, but.
0: There's also no fans in the stands too, right? Like I understand, like in a normal year yeah. when there's fans in the stands, a fight gets everybody, like the crowd going. Yeah, that's
1: true. But there's but, like, like there's there's gonna no get the zamboni driver. Yeah, out.
0: like if anything, it's like the biggest advantage it provided. It's like a stop in the game, like similar to a timeout in, in basketball, where it's like you have not A chance to like think and regroup and and come back with momentum, but I think you guys are right. It's a little bit overplayed. It's it's been four games, and I'm already so sick of hearing about the Leafs. Um, So I want to bring it. (laughs) I want to bring it to a different Canadian team. I I thought I brought up just because I know we had talked about it one of the first episodes, uh, and you guys had said that you don't think that the Habs are going to be anything special this year, Um, but I do think the the Habs have looked good. I know. Edmonton two of their games is against Edmonton yeah. and they're nothing special uh but what's impressed me is is Carey Price has been playing incredible um and then Jake Allen in, in the last game also played well they let in only two goals against the Oilers who we all know has a lot of offensive fire at power um and the first game that they lost against the Leafs was in overtime in a close game so I think they've kind of impressed me and I think they they are a team that maybe we should be watching out for I don't know what you guys think I think yeah, I, I
1: agree. I agree with that, Luke. Sorry, Payo. I just uh, I I didn't have them in making the playoffs, but I, right now I think the Habs do just the way that they're playing right now. Um, but back to you, Beth.
2: Yeah, I mean Montreal surprised me. Like I was similar to Luke. I I didn't have them in the playoffs, but I think what impressed me, like with the goaltending, we knew, like we know Carey Price is a good goalie uh, and Jake Allen. The biggest thing that's sticking out for me is uh, one, their speed. They look really fast. Um, And the second thing is they they added like the grip with Josh Anderson at the time. I didn't think that was that big of a difference, but the way they're forechecking, the way they're separating the body from the puck and creating turnovers um, and, you know, going into the corners, dump and chase, that kind of game. That's not something we're used to seeing from Montreal. Um, And then the third thing is scoring. That's been their biggest um, downfall the past years is that they don't have enough goal scorers. They don't have a true centerman, number one center. Um, But they've shown that all lines can start generating scoring chances and put the puck in the net. Um, Nick Suzuki looks like a stud. I think it's only his second or third year. and He's looking great. Um, Now it's saying that's still early. Can they keep this going for... The remainder of the season that's the question that's out there but yeah definitely the first few games they've looked uh they've looked strong yeah
0: i love that josh anderson guy too he bring, i think he brings a lot of energy to the team he was fun to watch the first couple of games
3: yeah no i definitely think they're a playoff team now like um after seeing them in the past couple of games their defense to me sticks out too uh they got a lot of good puck movers back there and a lot of big big guys uh they're hard to play against uh, like Peo said, they separate the body from the puck good. Uh, Montreal's never been a team that gets cheated on the effort part. They they're a team that always seems to put uh, effort wise. They're even analytic analytically speaking, they're always driving a ton of play. It's even the data shows that they have trouble finishing. They don't have the elite scoring that a lot of, some of the you know the Edmonton's and the Toronto's have. Uh, to me, that's still at the end of the day. I think like I can't. I would be pretty surprised if they come like out of the north division given what mm-hmm. they've got up front and like the centermans that they have like they got a defensive um a good defensive for or defensive centerman um what's his name philip deno yeah deno and like, suzuki looks like a promising young, young player but you know come playoff time i think he's i don't think he's quite there yet um but with Price, they, you know, yeah. they need to. Price will stay on his head, like he steals a couple games in a playoff series. Yeah, um, they're definitely built differently than a lot of other teams. Uh, but I do, I do like their defense. That's to me that sticks out, and they got that Robanov kid too in the back. Like, I've only seen him play one game against Toronto. I Watched a little bit of the Edmonton game the other night. But he he seemed good as well. I don't know. Everyone's Mm. willing to anoint him the next Jesus Christ on defense, (laughs) but I don't know about that. We'll see where he is in twenty or thirty games. Uh, But that's also another positive for them. Edmonton, I don't know. They they don't impress me at all. No, no. Do you want to talk about a top-heavy team? Everyone gives the Leafs shit. Like they have Dreisaitl and and McDavid, and then they like is a nice little piece. But Devin Shore, but baby, (laughs) (laughs) short-handed goal the other night. Like Miko Koskinen and Annette, their defense is pretty bad. Like you know, I just haven't been impressed with them at all. It seems like if it's if it's not the McDavid show, they're losing four one.
2: Yeah, Edmonton looks terrible, and that that just goes to show that um, like when you're assembling a team, obviously it's like your horses, your your top players that it's going to carry you. Like for the most part, and but you need a supporting cast there. You need a you need to play the game properly. They have no defensemen. Their goaltending's been terrible. Um, like Mikey said, if, if it's not for the McDavid and dry side of line, anytime those guys are off the ice, they're, they're a shit team after that. Like they're easy to play against. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I think, uh, out of the Alberta teams, Calgary has really impressed me. I think they've continued the momentum that they built from last year. Yeah. They're playing really well. Mm-hmm. I think they're three and one right now. Um, But then you go over to to BC, Vancouver is is off to a little bit of a slow start. I I do think that they can get things together. It's still super early. I don't think they've been playing that poorly, but uh, a little bit of of red flags there for the Canucks.
1: Payo, what about, uh, I want your opinion on Malkin. What's going on with him? Every time I I turn into a Pittsburgh Penguins game, the guy's skating like it's just a Sunday morning skate over here. What's going on? It's,
2: there's a lot. What's wrong in Pittsburgh, which I can go through. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's let's hear let's it. I want to hear. It. I was going to mul- ask you. Yeah. So the biggest thing, I, and again, it's really, I have full confidence that they're going to turn it around. Um, I'm not panicking, but there's definitely things that need to be addressed right off the bat. The biggest pet peeve that I have in watching any hockey game and even if I was playing the game, is when your team turns the puck over inside the blue lines on each side. There's no excuse why you should be pinned in your end for amounts of time that you don't need to. There's so many times where Dumoulin gets the puck, throws it up to the to the hash marks, and right away, instead of the guy on Pittsburgh's coming off the boards a bit and entering the zone out, he tries to chip it right off the board, just chip it right to the defenseman. That's garbage hockey. That's just a recipe for failure. Uh, So that's the first thing. Cleaning up in their own zone completely is what Pittsburgh really needs to do. Their defense are playing scared. They're looking slow. They're fumbling the puck. Their breakouts look horrible. Brian Dumoulin and Chris Letang look terrible in their first three games. That's supposed to be our number one pairing. And again, I think I have confidence that they'll be better, but... That pairing, and I'm really surprised in Brian Dumlin because he's always been our one of our most underrated players and doesn't get enough recognition across the league. He's got to pick it up. Um, Luca Evgeny Malkin looks like he's playing shinny every time he's out <laughs> there these past three games. It's kind of funny. Uh, like I, I don't know if it's because maybe there's no fans in the stands and he's just lacking the energy and the motivation. But um, him trying to just dipsy doodle uh, in the neutral zone. Um, acting as if he has no care in the world out there, that's got to stop. Um, another thing which I hate, and I knew Mike Sullivan was going to do it, um, playing care, uh, Casey DeSmith in back to back games, I don't agree with. I don't care that he won against Washington. They won that game. Sure, he played a good enough game, but there's no reason why you don't go back to Tristan Jari. That's how you bury a guy. He's a young goalie, and you're already losing his confidence by not going to him early on in the season. Um, so I don't agree with that. And then the last thing I'll say, um, Mike Sullivan, he should feel the heat on him. Um, one of the things I loved about him when he was winning Stanley Cups and Pittsburgh had success was that he was great at making changes during the game. He'd shake up lines, try and get some energy, get some chemistry going. Right now he makes a goaltending change, but why are the offensive forward lines staying the same across all four games? Um, the second line's doing nothing why not shake that up maybe bring Gensel back to Malkin's line move Zucker up to the first line try and get something going the only thing that I've been very happy with is their third line of Jankowski Tanev and Jeremy McCann they've been outstanding um, so hopefully everyone can start following uh, that line
0: well said Pale. I think you made some some good points but I think there's like you said, we shouldn't be raising yeah. the alarms just yeah. yet. As First. I'm as I'm talking right now, the Pens just scored and won an overtime against the Capitals. Let's go! So okay. uh, <laughs> they're they're back to what two and three now. Uh, two and two. Two and two, and they beat Washington, which is supposed to be a top team in that division back to back. So twice. Yeah, um, but lots of time. Like I have full confidence. look clean. all right well that wraps up episode seven thanks to everyone who's been listening so far we made it through our first virtual podcast recording so hopefully it'll be easier going forward special shout out to those who have been with listening to us along the way so shout out to kayla coach lucas fiance along with the legend rudy spolacci we'll be back next week for episode eight